When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Trumpcast listeners, we've got a sponsor. Look at us making deals. Today's show is brought to you by Me Undies. Me Undies makes the world's most comfortable underwear in a variety of styles. Head to meundies.com slash Trumpcast to get 20% off your first order as well as free shipping. The following podcast contains explicit language. I tell you what, he's a lot more obsessed with me than I am with him. <laughs> if Donald is the nominee, Hillary wins and she wins by double digits. If you're a Hillary supporter, you're rooting for Donald. Obfuscate the real problems facing our society and find somebody you can blame. That's what demagoguery is about. Hello and welcome to Trumpcast the show about the sad comment on New York values known as Donald Trump. I'm Jacob Weisberg. So today's show is about the Italian Donald Trump, or should I say the American Silvio Berlusconi. I could go on about how much the two men have in common. They're both media-savvy billionaires who skyrocketed to political stardom by trashing the political establishment. But I think we have an even better way to illustrate the similarities between the two men. Joining me is the editor of Slate and the host of our Culture Gab Fest, Julia Turner. Hi, Julia. Hi, I'm so honored to be on Trumpcast. We're going to play Trumpasconi. But first, I have to ask you do you know much about Silvio Berlusconi? Very little. I at one point spoke some like B minus Italian. And one time in Rome, I went to a tie store that claimed to be his tie store. His <laughs> oh, tie where he guy. bought his ties. Yes. Yeah. They were gorgeous ties. So that's what I know about Berlusconi. Okay. So um, Frank Bruni last fall in the New York Times did a great quiz called Name That Narcissist, which we are going to call Silvio or the Donald. Okay. And I'm going to read you a quote, and you are going to guess whether it's Trump or Berlusconi. And I hope our listeners at home will be playing as well. Take a little pause before you answer, even if you're sure. All right. Okay. Let's start with this one. I am a traditionalist. I have so many fabulous friends who happen to be gay, but I am a traditionalist. That's got to be Trump. Correct. <laughs> I'm just trying to think how you would translate fabulous out of the Italian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Remember, new environmentally friendly light bulbs can cause cancer. Be careful. The idiots who came up with this stuff don't care. Uh, I'm going to go with Silvio for that one. Damn it. Donald Trump. All right. Okay. Last night I had a line outside the door of the bedroom. I guess Silvio? Correct. All right. Julia, you're good at this. It's better to be fond of beautiful girls than to be gay. That sounds like Berlusconi. Correct. We should be conscious of the superiority of our civilization, with, which consists of a value system that has given people widespread prosperity in those countries that embrace it. Uh, it's hard to hear those words coming out of Trump's mouth, and I'm imagining la superiorita. <laughs> so I'm going to guess Berlusconi. Oh, you got that one. Correct. Phew. I don't need to go into office for the power. I have houses all over the world. 
That sounds like Trump. Ah, not as widely known by me for his real estate holdings. All right, but here you go. My brain is so big, it pushes the hair out. <laughs> I guess Trump. Oh, damn it. It's all falling apart at the end. I was doing so well. <laughs> that was much better than 50-50, much better than the guess in the dark. It's at least slightly better than 50-50. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard quiz. Yeah, harder than I thought. I mean, it's funny. Occasionally, Trump has such a distinctive mannerism, you can't mistake it. But the general uh, boasting and bravado, I guess, works in any language. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Trumpcast and playing Trumpasconi. Thank you. Coming up... I'll talk to my friend Beppe Severnini, who's established himself as the go-to translator of American politics for Italians and Italian politics for Americans. But first, let's check the latest tweets. Lying Ted Cruz can't win with the voters. So he has to sell himself to the bosses. I am millions of votes ahead. Hillary would destroy him NK. Kasich only looks okay in polls against Hillary because nobody views him as a threat and therefore have placed zero negative ads against him. Lion Ted Cruz can't get votes. I'm millions ahead of him. So he has to get his delegates from the Republican bosses. It won't work. I would have millions of votes more than Hillary, except for the fact that I had 17 opponents and she had a socialist named Bernie. Crooked Hillary Clinton is spending a fortune on ads against me. I am the one person she doesn't want to run against. Will be such fun. Today's episode is brought to you by Me Undies. You know, whether you're playing the slots in Atlantic City or watching the waterfall at Trump Tower or just taking in some old episodes of Celebrity Apprentice at home, you need comfortable underwear. Every pair of Me Undies is made from sustainably sourced Model, which is a fabric that's twice as soft as cotton. Nothing really can describe the fit and feel of MeUndies, but once you try them on, you'll understand why they're called the world's most comfortable underwear. And if you don't love your first pair of MeUndies, they're free. No questions asked. MeUndies has dozens of styles and limited edition prints to help you make a statement with your underwear, whether anybody can see them or not. Shipping is free in the U.S. and Canada, and you can save up to $8 a pair with the MeUndies subscription plan. Get the subscription or single pair. Get 20% off your first order when you go to MeUndies.com slash Trumpcast. That's MeUndies, M-E-U-N-D-I-E-S dot com slash Trumpcast for 20% off your first order. My guest today is Beppe Severnini. He's a columnist at Corriere della Sera and the author of the book Mamma Mia! Berlusconi Explained for Posterity and Friends Abroad. Beppe, welcome to Trumpcast. Thank you for having me. Beppe, how do you explain Berlusconi to Americans who've never heard of him? Okay, can you imagine a combination of Vladimir Putin, Danny DeVito, and Frank Sinatra all in one person running <laughs> Italy for 15 years? Uh, yes, that's right. And he sang sometimes even in office, didn't he? Uh, he was a crooner on cruise liner. 
uh, in his youth, and he loved to sing whenever he had a chance. Actually, he's not a bad singer. Some people said he was a better singer than Prime Minister. <laughs> but he was, was he the richest man in Italy? He owned a sh- huge share of the media, and he was elected Prime Minister three times. Of course, he had a huge share of the media. Uh, he was not the richest man in Italy, but one of the richest. Uh, but because he controlled a lot of television, that surely helped. But it also helped because he had a kind of Trump-like effect on the Italian voters, especially people sort of the uh, in a, I don't know if I can use an expression lower middle classes, but they do exist everywhere, and I think they loved Berlusconi. Uh, maybe not the working class, not the real middle class, not the upper class, but he had a chunk, a group of people that adored him. The people that think, oh, look at him. I want to be like him. I want to have a lot of cars, a football team, a lot of girls around me. And, you know, he sold dreams. And I think all politicians must do that, but he did that to a fault. So how do you explain Donald Trump to your Italian readers? Do you just say, remember Berlusconi? Uh, what I what I like to say to my uh, fellow Italians is that you know would you believe that the Americans are making the same mistakes we made over and over in the 90s and the year 2000s and they say no it's impossible I say no 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 it is true it is also true that you haven't elected him yet so. Don't do it. But obviously, <laughs> both are loud and vain and cheeky businessmen, amateur politician, professional womanizers, and have a troubled relation with their egos and their hair. But I think the comparison, if you want, stop here. Uh, the two men are very different in a way. One is taller to start with. <laughs> uh, we'll go on about that, Beppe. I mean, you're, you're known as the journalist who explains... Italy to English and Americans and Americans and English to the Italians. So what do these what what's different about the two of them? Uh, the real difference is that Berlusconi is is more politically more middle of the road. So he never uttered anything compared comparable to what Donald Trump said about Mexicans. But also that Donald Trump doesn't have the conflict of interest that Berlusconi had. Uh, for Americans, listeners, and readers, and it may be difficult to imagine. But if you think of what Berlusconi owned at the time when he was prime minister, it's like having the President of the United States as the owner of uh, ABC, CBS, uh, Random House, uh, the Chicago Bulls, uh, and the New York Times, and on and on and on is impossible. I mean, any of them would be a problem for a sitting president. It was not a problem for Berlusconi, believe it or not. So that's a difference. But one thing in common, Beppe, is that these very rich men attract followers who are poor. There's a sort of fantasy about what it means to be rich, right? Was that part of why Berlusconi was successful? I think it was actually Donald Trump who said, uh, we succeed because uh, we can play to people's fantasies. I think these are his exact words. And I think uh, both men know that television, they love money, they hate rules, they tell jokes, they use bad language, and they are convivial to a fault. Let's put it this way. And, and people love that. Of course, George W. Bush was a very different man and a very different president. But you remember when he, he oh, he's a man who we, we could have a beer with. 
And with Donald Trump, some voters, I hope not enough to, to send him to the White House, not only can have a beer, but probably share a meal and have a holiday. And that's a problem. I, I think that some multimillionaire, when they enter politics, have this knack for understanding people's weaknesses. They have this sort of supernatural talent to understand where your weakness lies. The um, journalist Rula Jibril, who was on television in Italy when Berlusconi was prime minister, described his formula as authoritarian demagoguery wrapped in comedy. Do you think that's right about Berlusconi, and is that right about Trump? I think it's the, I'm, I'm worried. I'm not sure about the comedy because you can laugh. Uh, you can laugh for five minutes, but then if you think of what they actually say about, let's say, women, for instance, or some comments they made, or the actual disregard for uh, other people's opinions, uh, it's, for instance, very hard to interview them in a proper way, as we journalists would like to do. They tend to have the more like, you know, convivial sort of press conference or uh, where you can answer uh, one question and not the next two. But the classic interviews, they don't like those. So I'm not sure that the comedy element applies to them. So give us some advice, Beppe. Our goal is not to elect Trump three times as Italy elected Berlusconi. And you wrote, uh, you had a very good piece in the New York Times op-ed last fall. And you said that to dismiss Trump as a joke is a mistake. But you said to take him seriously is also wrong. So how do we respond to Trump? What's effective? Uh, I think the best thing to do with uh, it actually was we we succeeded. It took a long time, but we succeeded with Berlusconi. I think the it's to don't take him them too seriously, but seriously enough to understand they may end up being elected. That's very important. And I think the best way is keep asking questions. I know it sounds too simple, but do not give up on details. Okay, you want to send back millions of Mexicans, how are you going to do it? You think uh, President Putin is a great ally for the, for the United States? Please explain us how and why in details. So do not go, because these characters are very good with sort of one-liners and slogan. You have to force them into details, and that, I think, will turn out to be their undoing. But at the same time, don't be outraged every offensive comment they make because their supporters don't really care. No, absolutely. They don't care. Actually, uh, it's a, it's a phenomenon that, that is happening not only, I have to say, not only with Donald Trump and Silvio Berlusconi, but it's happening with other sort of hyper-populists all over Europe. Think of Poland with the Kaczynski. Think of France with uh, Le Pen or elsewhere. When you have the so-called thinking classes, provided the journalists think. I'm not quite sure as a journalist. But like the thinking classes, when they dislike intensely these characters, their followers think is actually a badge of honor. And so you have to be very careful. You have to do it in a certain way. Always respect the voters. Do not think that the people who vote or go, there must be a reason. Maybe they're weak, maybe they're angry, but respect the voters. I'm not, I'm not telling you to respect the candidate, but always respect the voters. And do not become obsessed. That's very important. I have to say that in America, it's happening. 
I mean, I every time I'm asked to talk about America, I meet, I talk to my American friends, I meet my American friends here uh, in Europe. All they talk about is Donald Trump. I don't think that's a very good idea. Talk about other things. Uh, there are other things in life, most of them more entertaining. <laughs> well, you got to a stage we hope not to get to. You had Berlusconi in office for a long time. What's it like when a man like that actually has power? How does living in a country change when you have that kind of demagogue in office? First of all, you're really embarrassed when you travel abroad. <laughs> I mean, uh, Americans must understand that, you know, if, uh, if you have a President Donald Trump at the next, early next year, in January, Donald Trump steps into the White House for the next four years, every American, wherever he or she is, will be asked, how is, that, was that, how is it possible? Why did you do that? So <laughs> you'll stop to talk talking about anything else. It's already embarrassing that he's gotten this far when you're abroad. It's, uh, it's people think that he represents the country. Wait until it really happens, and you'll see <laughs> what I mean. Uh, the second thing is that checks and balances are very important. So I think um, I know America well enough to know that it won't be like a man alone, you know, doing whatever. You have Congress, you have different, you have the Supreme Court, you have different things, sort of institutions around, and the media. Hope I really hope uh, in Italy. Part of the media simply gave up because they were owned by Berlusconi himself. You won't have that problem. Donald Trump doesn't control the American media, thanks God. So I think checks and balances are important. And I have to say that probably they get a little wiser once in office. Uh, one could say, well, they couldn't be become any worse, which is, a, I take this point. <laughs> but uh, no, they'll become a little better. My my advice is don't try to see whether I'm right or not. Uh, Beppe, thank you for joining me on Trumpcast. It's a pleasure talking to you. Bye-bye. That's it for today's episode of Trumpcast. If you haven't already, head on over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. It helps people find the show. Trumpcast is produced by Henry Malofsky and Jason DeLeon. Slate's executive producer is Steve Lichtai. Andy Bowers is our chief content officer. Special thanks, as always, to our voice of Donald Trump, John D. Domenico. Today I'll leave you with this absolutely beautiful rendition of the classic song by Ben E. King, Stand By Me. I'm Jacob Weisberg. Thanks for listening to Trumpcast. As you stand by me, come on, so Donald, Donald, stand by me. Oh, and we'll stand by you. Come on and stand. It don't matter what Hillary does. As long as we're with you. Stand by me. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mr. Donald Trump. <laughs>